This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Any home or business can quickly become infested with mold with the introduction of a water source like a roof or plumbing leak. When your home, your belongings, or your business becomes damaged, it's not just about cleaning up the mess. It's about reclaiming your life. And that's why you need to call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. A licensed, fully insured, affordable, non-invasive solution to solving any water and mold problems. Our team of trained specialists are available with 24-7 emergency service. We will quickly evaluate your problem and give you a plan that will guarantee results. Water causes damage and mold can spread throughout your property in as little as 48 to 72 hours and can produce allergens and irritants that have the potential to cause serious health hazards. So don't waste time. Give us a call now. For any water or mold problems, call the Water and Mold Removal Hotline. Call 800-442-7043 today for a free estimate. That's 800-442-7043. 800-442-7043. Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven back, and our friend Jeffy right over there. Boo! Yuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> who yeah. was the guy? What was the guy's name that did uh, the dating game that used to do that? What was his <gasps> name? Uh, Remember not Chuck Woolery? No, no Chuck didn't uh, do that. No, games. it wasn't Chuck Woolery. I get him confused with Jim. Jim. It was Jim something, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> dating. Jim something. Anyway, that's what he. He used to have the big. Um, so I don't know where you want to go here. There's so many stories that I really like today. I, I love this uh-huh. Huffington Post story. Okay. And you mo- not a lot of people say that. I love this Huffington Post story. But this is about someone who works at Huffington Post, so it's, you might actually like well, it as well. Well, didn't she, uh, like their lifestyle reporter or whatever, yeah, she yeah. won a marathon. Yeah, like sure. a half marathon. Yeah. Pretty impressive, Which right? Which is super impressive. Yeah, she in, mm-hmm. in Miami, uh, blazed across the finish line uh, last week's Fort, Fort Lauderdale half marathon. Oh, she took second. Okay. Second, uh, yeah, that's right. Um, one hour, 21 minutes. It's really good for a half marathon. Yeah. Really good. Really yeah. good. Um, professional uh, New York food bloggers blistering six-minute, 15-second fif- mile pace. Really impressive. Earned her uh, second place among uh, the thousands who raced. Um, she, her name is uh, Jane Sow. Mm-hmm. She uh, paraded around uh, the finish line while grinning, gripping a gaudy medal. Her pace, it turns out, uh, too good to be true. What? What do you mean? She's now been disqualified. <laughs> Uh, why? Because she was too fast. <laughs> yeah, too oh fast. my gosh. Yeah, unbelievable. Because she, she's a woman, and somebody has deemed the fact that women don't run that fast, so they disqualified her. So, that is unbelievable. Yeah, I know. Not quite. No. Uh, suspicions arose almost immediately after she, uh, she's 24, by the way, writes regularly for the Huffington Post. Uh, across the finish line, um, race timer Josh Stern quickly noted that her timing chip logged unusually fast miles of the second half of the race. Because hmm. usually the second half of a half marathon is where you might slow down. Boy, that's a fact. She, she's <laughs> that's a fact. Man, the second half would drag you down, man. That's when you gotta. <laughs> that's when you just gotta suck it up and keep going. You're you're oh, drawing man. on all your experience. Oh man, running half, oh. half marathons. Well, full thirteen marathons. miles. Full marathon. 
Yeah, okay, you know, I, keep see. Full I see. I see. But the, the sure. back half, I mean. Yeah, it's tough. Mm. Tough, is it? Yeah, that's when you got to okay. mm-hmm. endurance. Okay, I've had enough of this. <laughs> uh, still, we're clear. I've had enough of you acting as if you've ever exercised. Okay, I've, I've come to my, my wit's end. You've never that. walked 26 feet, let alone <laughs> run 26 miles. Come on. Come on. Uh, so... Um, so they, they looked at they said, wait a minute, this doesn't look right. Um, runners usually slow down instead of dramatically speed up in the second half. They confronted her, um, but she said uh, she, com- she somehow talked him into keeping, this is the p- people organizing the race, talked him into keeping uh, the race time. After the race, someone tipped off Derek Murphy, a business analyst by day, who has become the world's best internet sleuth at busting cheating runners. There's a job for everybody, man. Yeah, no really, this no is something for her. Um, he began digging into the time and soon came across a prime piece of evidence, a photo of her at the finish line mm-hmm. that clearly showed her race-tracking Garmin watch. He enlarged the photo, which showed the watch master time of one hour and 22 minutes, but also showed she had only covered 11.65 miles, not the, what is it, 13.1 you'd need for a half mar- marathon. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Nearly two miles short of the full race. Uh, and, and they actually have the evidence of that, which is hilarious. Murphy also posted the math uh, on what the mile-by-mile splits would have been. So for the 10K, she did 14, uh, she did a, in 44.22, which was a 7.09 pace, 7 minutes, 9 seconds for a mile. In the, uh, for the rest of the race, she did it at a 5.25 pace. Oh, wow. Now, you don't cut off a minute and a half off your pace in the no. second half of a half marathon. That does not occur. I mean, if she could run that a thousand times, she wouldn't run the five-minute uh, mile in in the first half. Probably couldn't run one five Probably, minute mile, no. right? I no. mean, five twenty five is a damn uh-uh. good pace. You for don't cut a minute and a half off of your mile time. No, what's you the all time record? Right under four minutes. I mean, it's yeah. you know, so uh, pretty impressive. Um, um, so they she posts her her race results. This is how how deep, and this should remind you next time you think you look at some of like someone like I don't know maybe her articles on Huffington Post right remind you of right. to doubt uh, some articles there. Um, so she posts her activities on a website. You know, you can post, this is what I ran today. Um, she later in the day posted mile-by-mile records of her traversing the entire 13.1 miles, most of which um, was along Fort Lauderdale Beach. Um, the problem, though, was uh, it seemed like she might have been biking it. They go back and uh, learn. Here's her uh, answer. What she had did is afterwards, to cover her tracks, she biked the same course and then uploaded it to this website to make it look like this is what she did and tried to time it out to match the time. Um, she actually wow. wound up, uh, after being caught, not before, after being caught, admitted uh, that she did do this. Uh, here's what she said. I made a horrible choice in the Fort Lauderdale Half Marathon on Sunday. I wasn't feeling well, so I cut the course and headed to the finish line. Oh, that's okay then. I got swept away in the moment and pretended I ran the entire course when, in fact, I cheated and should have disqualified myself. Even worse, not only did I steal the award from the true well-deserved runner's finishers, but it also proceeded to bike the course afterwards with my GPS watch to cover my wrongdoings. What an idiot I was. As I admit to my foolishness, I am extremely ashamed. I, I sincerely apology, and so it's written, for bringing negativity out of the running community that I truly admire and respect. I take full credit for the mistake without any, current, uh, without any excuses and will face the consequences. I am so sorry, everyone. Oh, well, I mean, what are the consequences? I mean, nothing, right? Right. I, mean, right. I just like the fact that she... No, no, I, I know that, and yeah. I get it, and it proves, it shows a pattern. 
right? That's who we're, who's doing articles on uh, certain websites. Will she get fired at Huffington Post? Probably not. No. I mean, it's not even her area of, of what she does, right? right. I yeah. mean, I, it's just, I, I, the two things I found kind of interesting about that is, A, the lengths she went to. To cover for, up. Again, mm-hmm. she, not right. only did she not get punished, but she also didn't get anything out of it. So it's she actually like she won a million dollars. She ran 11 miles, right? Yeah. And then she cut the course. She just walked. Walk, ran two miles. Yeah, she took two through miles off. Right? Somewhere and took two miles off and then pretended like she ran. So if you look at the course, it looks like it goes on to like the Fort Lauderdale Beach area, which is, you know, like a strip. And, and it goes around the beach. And mm-hmm. so she must have like gone up and then just cut across instead right. of going around the whole uh, mm-hmm. edge of the course I, you know but it's hard to uh, you know again like what do you get so what you finish second in a half marathon so yeah i mean it's not all like right. we're all gonna be like oh my god she's you know make her president i mean you know she didn't get a million dollar prize for it, it it's just an, you know it's nice but why bother right yeah, if you're know. if you don't feel like running the stupid thing then don't, don't run, it. run it so what no one's gonna know um, but I guess, you know, you get it. So I liked that idea that of her, the lengths she went to to try to cover this. I thought was interesting. And also the fact that there's someone out there who would figure it out. Who, yeah. like, right. This, this guy who wasn't in this marathon, didn't run against her, is just looking at pictures of her because and he got tipped off. why would you even care to why do that kind care? of investigation? It's uh, incredible. Because he's, he's, he's so particular. He wants to make sure that every marathon and half marathon is run Properly. Perfectly. It's, it's, a, it's an interesting thing, right? Yeah, like, why is. would you care? And it's know. like, you know, we have people like with the Milo thing that happened with another person who's just, you know, on the internet watching old videos of him on a podcast. I mean, that's how we got the, what's his face from Obamacare, right? Yeah, the Obamacare thing as well. We'll listen to the, to the show who was uh, pissed I mean, off. Thank God yeah, they're but that's, there. that's a little more important. Yeah, those are big things. You know, it's that's a freaking race. That, yeah, who cares about yeah. the Fort Lauderdale half, half marathon? Mm. Anyway, there's a um, uh, the first manned hover bike mm. could finally uh, fulfill your Star Wars dreams. Russian drone building startup has uh, just dropped some crazy new video showing the closest thing we've seen to the return of the Jedi's famous vehicles. Um, I this is fairly easy to fake. I, I'm always leery of these things, okay. but yeah. I haven't seen this particular one. So let's take a look at the hover bike and see if we believe it. Wow. An actual flying motorcycle. Okay, so that's not exactly Star Wars-esque, but, but it looks like, all right. It's kind of cool, though. But like the speeders in Return of the Jedi? Yeah. Well, yeah, but they're 60. not propelled like that. No. But I mean, it's, also, I would feel like your leg is going to get cut off. First fully manned hover bike. Well, that is kind of cool, though. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, actually. <clears throat> Controls the speed and altitude. Prevent potential accidents. Uh, what? <laughs> hover Surf. Created by a Russian company called Hover Surf. Scorpion 3 can hover in place. That, I mean, that that's pretty cool. Like a drone, you can control it remotely. I mean, I, I don't know. You obviously... And it's electric. Huh. Another vessel wow, of the future. That's pretty, pretty freaking cool. That's that is. I mean, I like that, and it looks real. Yeah, I think it is real. Looks like it's real. Although, again, it, I feel like my legs would get cut off doing that. I'd be a little nervous about that because look at those propellers. They they'll they'll slice you pretty badly going at that speed. I gotta assume that they, you would know, you, it, uh, the the commercial version probably has protections for that. But you would still, think so, yeah. uh, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I'm very not too cool. concerned about the person riding it. I'm concerned about the other people around. Yeah, you got that, and you also have uh, the idea that you know a drone, 
I don't know if you have you ever played with one of the, kind of the, the new school sort of well, drones. No, really cool and amazing, honestly. But I mean, you know, you can. They, they do an incredible job of balancing. Yes, um, they do. But with a person on them, like you could see that they're the, the guy in all of the videos is sit, standing or sitting in that bike the almost the exact same way. I would think balance issues would be a real issue yeah. with that. I mean, if if your balance gets thrown off, uh, or you know something hits one of the blades, you're going down. Yeah. From so I mean. Uh, so, but I, but it does seem like this sort of thing could actually be a realistic possibility, particularly easily for ATV type fun, right? Mm-hmm. Um, certainly, I could see that. But like for actual travel, I mean, like that would be great. Yeah, if you could get to work in that, yeah. and avoid traffic. I mean, well, let's say you fantastic. put that put that instead of as a motorcycle as they have it here, you enclose that, and you know you have stronger propellers, and that's your flying car right there, right? That's a much easier way of doing yeah. a flying car than yeah. the way they've been trying to do it for so many years. Yeah. Um, so uh, send cool. one to us, Russia. I mean, and we'll talk about it. We're obviously close allies so. now. I mean, send it to us. It looks like it's it looks like there's a possible weight limit on it. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you wouldn't be able to use it. Obviously, it could, a thousand pounds. How much weight it could? Three thousand pounds. You wouldn't be able to do it, Jeffy. But I mean, a lot of people would. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, how about this uh, airport jacket? It's another tech type of thing that looks pretty fun. It's called the airport jacket, and it's going to try to get a seventy-six thousand dollars Kickstarter campaign. It's, uh, succe- if it's successful, and when it ends in April, you might be able to actually buy this. Uh, this is the uh, this is a jacket. It can hold up to thirty-three pounds of your stuff. Let's watch. This does not look like a positive development. No. So many girls dress like that, too. Oh. Okay, so you can put your computer in okay, the... Okay, are you trying to get us all killed? In the pockets, and then you put it in Roll a them bag. Out. Good and to then go. We call it the Klebold. Nice. <laughs> uh, and then after you got it through security, you can put it on, and you're all set, I guess. Right? So you got to carry around all that crap? Yeah. That would be heavy. I'm not buying it. Plus, I hate doing that. Uh, I'm thinking it, it uh, uh, I don't know. I'm going to go no on that one. Yeah, me too. I mean... I get it. I, I, uh, it's stupid because it's just imagery, right? Like the imagery there just reminds me of freaking Columbine. And yeah. it's like, you, hey, here's a bunch of extra pockets for you to carry things in. And that doesn't mean it's going to happen at the airport. But I mean, someone's going to wear that thing and not go to the airport and fill every pocket. However, when I really think about that rationally, uh, you can easily sew pockets into any jacket. So it really doesn't. Yeah, but they're going to do it for you if you give them some money. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's that big of a... It's probably nothing. I would say that I wouldn't buy one is the way I would put it, but, I mean, certainly not something... You, know, you don't ban jackets for having too many pockets. <laughs> but it's still... I, it does... Because it's also that style. It's like that... Yeah. I mean, it does not look like a style that I would say most people wear these days. And then no. it just reminds me of just... It's like a mass shooting uniform. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, those long rider trench coats are... Pretty rare on the streets in Dallas. 
Well, yeah. Is there? <laughs> I don't, but he, I mean, it, a little too warm for yeah, that here. Yeah. I, would, I would say that's probably true. Since it's going to be, what, 88 today? Yeah, we're going to set a new record, Pat. Uh, you know, I don't, yes. I know, I know it's the front that's uh, coming through. Uh, I know you don't, uh, Stu, oh, you don't want the weather report, up, but man. I'm just going to tell you the weather report that, uh, you know, the record is 86 degrees. Oh, uh, we're we probably going to hit uh, above that. 88 maybe 90, to 90 in Fort Worth. Uh, for the new record today. Good. Mm-hmm. And then, no. it's gonna, well, then we're going to have another little... Double little cold front, front. Through, blows in. We get 68 tomorrow, 56 on. Uh, but on I mean, I love Saturday. the fact that 56 is a cold front. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I know. I that's great. I love it. All right, uh, your current phone carrier probably using money to undermine your beliefs. Yeah, you like it or not, that's what they do. They don't ask you, hey, do you mind if we give money to Planned Parenthood? Do you mind if we uh, get your conservative leaders out of office? They don't ask you any. Of those no, questions. they don't. They do what they want with the money you give them. Um, mm-hmm. So why not have that money go to something that you want to support? Uh, Patriot Mobile actually features this service, and it's not just that service because look, you, you want to be able to help your conservative causes, obviously, uh, but you also want your phone to work. Uh, Patriot Mobile offers nationwide talk and text with high-speed 4G LTE data at the prices that you're going to want. They're going to lower than a lot of these other guys, and they donate up to 5% of your monthly bill to a conservative organization of your choice. And if you're locked into one of those obnoxious contracts for two stinking years, um, they'll take that care of that, too, with a credit up to $500. And yes, you can keep your phone number. You can get great nationwide coverage all while supporting conservative values. Call now. Patriot Mobile is going to waive the $35 activation fee, but you have to use the promo code. Don't forget the promo code, Pat and Stu. It's us. It's the show you're watching. Wow. You should really remember it. It's not that big of a huh. deal. That just hit me. Huh. Really? Is that where that came from? Yeah, that's, that's the source. <laughs> uh, PatriotMobile.com slash Pat and Stu is the uh, site to go to. PatriotMobile.com slash Pat and Stu. The promo code is also patents do so it's really easy to remember or call them at 800 a patriot it's 800 a patriot triple eight seven two seven back it's patents do you know a lot of people haven't heard of uh some of our founding fathers like blaine our founding father blaine a lot blaine? of people don't know about him yeah blaine i've never heard of founding what's... father blaine you don't know oh you're so stupid is that his name that's his yeah, first name yeah, or his yeah. last blaine I mean, he's just a one name. It's like Madonna. Okay. They just call him Blaine because everybody knew him. <laughs> really? Because yeah. I've never heard of Blaine. Yeah. As a founding father. And Bob. Bob and Blaine are Bob the two, and Blaine? two kind of forgotten, lesser known founding fathers. For some reason, a lot of people haven't studied up on him. Really? Uh, but fortunately, uh, Glenn investigated some of these guys. <laughs> Is Bar- Bob I'm and not Blaine. sure if Bob and Blaine are part of this, mm. but uh, I, I here's the ones who are. Find out. Yeah, we're going to check it out. Is really so his history. signature is really the one that sticks out at me. I mean, always has stuck out at me. The ones that, that I've always noticed, John Hancock, Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, for the obvious reasons, and Steve Hopkins, Stephen Hopkins, because he looks really old yeah. or terribly afraid. Let, let me but I would you. imagine it was his age. Is that... We've got a document in here from Stephen Hopkins somewhere. I there don't it is. See that's, that's it. That's it right here. Stephen Hopkins. All right. Look at his signature there and look at it there. Yeah. So this looks, I mean, this looks it's like Stephen, I mean, Stephen Hawking. I mean, it looks like somebody and, who's really ill. And he was late in life. He apparently had what they called palsy, which maybe is Parkinson's, maybe is a stroke. And it is said that when he signed his name on the declaration, he, he was kind of frozen over here. And so he dips it, took this hand, 
put it up there and forced his hand to sign with that, and, which is a little wow. commitment on his part. Anybody else, hey, you had a stroke, you don't have to come. You know, and so whether that's exactly why it was a palsy, was it stroke, but the, the word was that he had to force his hand to sign that. Yeah, because there's several. That's a patriot, man. He picks it up every, after every letter, and in some letters, it's, takes, it's taken him several yeah. strokes. Now, this is from back in the, right before the French and Indian yeah, War. Yeah, this is 1754. But he's one of the guys that was a patriot when he was a British governor, and he was a patriot after, after we signed. My dear, is this to his wife? Do you know? Have this, we looked no. into these? No, again, we haven't seen. Okay, so, it. my dear, while I am uh, while I am here employed in the drudgery of the following vice and something, through the lurking places of craft and design, maybe craft and design, you are peacefully perfuming the path of peace. And contemplating the pursuing loss, the path of peace, path of peace. That's that S again, that, oh, that yeah, German yeah. kind of S. Uh, and contemplating the laws and the something of heaven, laws and designs of heaven. Wow, this is a cool letter. That's I wonder, a cool letter. We got to do some research on this letter and find out what it is too. That that's really great. So he's off working somewhere, wishes he was where she was at. So it's, I don't know what it is. Beautiful. Could Nobody be, writes this way anymore. Nobody yeah. writes that way. No. But LOL. They <laughs> thank you very much. They actually had an education back then. This one is an ironic kind of letter. George Wythe is the guy who trained Thomas Jefferson. He was with William and Mary. And he was an attorney, right? He was an attorney. He was a brilliant, brilliant attorney. And Jefferson went to him because Jefferson, he kind of doing the Socratic thing, Jefferson went to him because he was the most brilliant man. You didn't, you didn't have law knew. schools back then, you had internships, you had right. apprentices. And he was the most brilliant man. Jefferson could find, and and he's the guy that taught Jefferson a lot of what Jefferson knew, right? right? And said was the guy was like original sources, and here's you, right. here's how you really dig in. So George With With right, mm -hmm. yeah, With. George With um, is actually a huge. Hugely important figure in huge. education, isn't he? Well, he was a prophet at William and Mary. I mean, he's huge in a lot of ways, but he's an ironic story. They had slavery in Virginia, and he actually, he was anti-slavery, but he's part of a slave law that says blacks are not allowed to testify in court. Well, he's got a little bit of money, and his nephew wants it. His nephew poisoned George with and killed him. The only person that saw it was a black lady in the house, but she's not allowed to testify in court because the law he helped pass. Oh, my so gosh. So nephew kind of gets away with murder. Murder, ultimately. literally. Yeah, that's a story that, that goes with, with Wow. Him. That's a great story. we got to <laughs> dig into that some more. That's, that's worth telling. You got that. Here's Charles Carroll of Carrollton. Um, now, this is, oh, this Carrollton is. County? Uh, Carrollton everything. Yeah, yeah okay. there's so many. Now, he's the final surviving signer of the Declaration. At this point, uh, he died in 30, he's in 25. This is when only three signers of the Declaration are left alive, him and Adams and Jefferson. And we're just about seven months away from Adams and Jefferson dying. He will be the last surviving signer. That's why his handwriting is, is, is rough here. Um, but saying it's rough is relative. Well, oh, that's yeah, still better penmanship yeah, than most people we know. That's 99% right. of the people that are alive today. So uh, he is in Baltimore, Carrollton County. I remember I lived in the District and his, of Columbia. And his house so is still, people can still visit his house. And it's that's there. in Maryland? It's in Maryland. Maryland. And he's the wealthiest guy in America. 
And he lived in a rural part of Maryland, and when he died, he took his money and he permanently endowed a chapel for preaching, uh, preaching the Christian faith because he said, people here don't have no money to pay for tithe. We can't get a priest out here because there's not enough money. I'll give it all my money. and uh, Not all of his money. He took a lot of his money and, and made that. So, and it, he signs it. He always signs Charles Carroll of Carrollton. But, all right, so this guy lives to be 95 years old. Do you know what the average life of the signer was at the time they signed the declaration? Not life of the signer. Average American lifespan like at the time. Like 36 or 38 or something, wasn't no, it? No, it's way too optimistic. How 33. 33. 33 was the average lifespan in America at the time of signed He was a dinosaur. 95. dinosaur. He was Methuselah in the American Well, and, and a lot of that had to do with also it was such a high attrition rate for young people. So they said if you could live past your teenage years, right. you could live a long time. You know, you have the, the Franklins and people that live a long time. And whooping cough. But yeah, you, you had to have I don't the body. think you would want I mean, I know... I know what it felt like when I turned 50. All of a sudden, you're like, ow! <laughs> I mean, without aspirin, without anything, yeah. oh. he was a grumpy man. <laughs> or he should have been. Because <laughs> he was like, I, my right arm for a Tylenol. <laughs> Who's got a Tylenol? I can't imagine what it was like well, with no anesthesia. Well, one of you guys invented Tylenol. Yeah, get, I know. I've got the me, money invented. I know they're going to do it one day. Now. I need one now. William Packa, Maryland, uh, Benjamin Harris. Oh, Benjamin Harris from Virginia. His son became president of the United States, ninth president. He's a, his son became the shortest lived president of the United States. Lived is this the one that days. this is the one that was big mouth and gave his inaugural address out in the cold for two so hours? Long? Two hours. Frigid cold. Refused to wear a jacket or a cap. Killed him. So That's amazing. <laughs> didn't didn't amazing. last long. Not this, as smart as dad. But his dad's a signer of the deck. Yeah. So. Then you've got, this is uh, from, this is William Eldery. He's from Rhode Island. Oh, Whipple. we got to get Whipple. Where's Whipple We have here? not even. See if you can find Whipple in We there, have Tim. not even read any of these. No. We just now, got let a, me explain we this. We just got it in. One of the reasons why we are getting, like this, you know, this was, $200 was the opening bid. I don't know what we got it for. Some of, sometimes opening okay. bids. I think the opening bid for the flag that we have was <laughs> 10,000 and went for 400, 400 and, yeah. yeah. So sometimes the opening bids are wrong, but the reason, one of the reasons why, not just to personalize, but if you can get all of the signers, if you can get oh. any document with the signature of all the signers, it goes from a, you know, $500,000 collection to a $5 million yeah. collection, because nobody has them all together. Button Gwinnett is extremely rare, as is Arthur Middleton, but we have, I mean, just what we had in the last week, we have so many of these guys. How many do we have? Uh, we probably have right now about 40 of these guys. I think at, at Wall Builders, we've got like 51 or 52 of them. And how um, many signers are there? 56 on the deck. 55 attend the Constitutional Convention and 39 sign it. This one. This is one for you. Um, why don't you pull it out and look on the back side? Tell me who you got. Oh, uh, Whipple. William Whipple. Jeremy. This is say. this is original toilet paper, Mr. <laughs> Whipple, right oh, here. No. That's what this is. Yeah. yeah. Well, there is Mr. Whipple, and there is Mr. That's Whipple right there. Prince Whipple. Though. That's Prince Whipple. That's Prince Whipple. Is correct me if I'm wrong. The slave, if you will, of George Washington, the, the partner of George Washington. Mm -hmm. I mean, he was technically a there slave, was, but... Well, not, not really. What, what happened was 
he's the slave to William Whipple. And William Whipple is going off to war. He's now been made a general. He's going to war. He's got Prince with him. He says, Prince, I hope you'll fight like a man. And Prince says, you know, I could fight like a man if I were fighting as a free man. And Whipple says, that's right. You're free. It never crossed his mind he wasn't free because in the New England area, slaves were not treated like they were in the South, more of a part of the family. And so, so when he served Washington, he was a free man. He was freed by William Whipple. Signer there. And see, wow. that's one of the guys who say, oh, the founding fathers, founding fathers owned slaves. Wait a minute, he freed slaves. And it was, it was William who said, you know, if I was a free man, I would fight stronger for my freedom. I, you're not free. You're free now. I mean, it's just one of those things. Like we, we don't even think about how it was. Now, South is different. South, you know, you're talking property yeah. here. In, in the New England area, it was like part of the family. So that's, that's William Whipple. This one. We'll get to it in a minute. Okay. He, he just, he goes on and on and on. He just eventually have to go. <laughs> That's not what happens. Hi and welcome. It's Pat and Stu. Oh. Apparently, there's ten people who have misplaced their Oscars. Uh oh. Oopsie daisies. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know if that's if they really misplaced them, um, or did they just not care about them, and did they just, you know, Angelina and Jolie, for instance. Um, I, I didn't even know she had an Oscar, but apparently she does. Um, she she won it for okay, best supporting actress. Girl Interrupted, right? Girl Interrupted, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Um, she planted a kiss on her brother and made the I world remember. wrinkle their noses. <laughs> That's, that was a weird moment. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Then she went on stage, collected a Best Supporting Actress uh, award. She later presented the trophy to her mom. The statuette may have been boxed up and put into storage with the rest of the belongings the mom had when she died in 2007, but it hasn't surfaced yet. I didn't actually lose it, she said, but nobody knows where it is at the moment. Somehow, Whoopi it's Goldberg weird. won an Oscar. Uh, she what, won it for Ghost? Best Supporting Actress for Ghost. Yeah. Um, the Academy sent the Oscar to a company in Chicago, uh, Ch- Chicago that manufactures the trophies. When it arrived, the package was empty. No one knows exactly what happened yet. Uh, um, she eventually, I guess, oh, excuse me, she, she later found it at a trash can. This is bizarre. So I guess stolen and then put in a trash can, but it was later found in the trash can. They got it back to Whoopi. If and she you says, stole it, why would you put it in a trash can? Maybe you just, the heat, Weird. too much heat, right, maybe. Jeffy? Isn't that what happens with when you, ha- when you conduct a criminal act? You just act? get scared. Yeah, and you're like, crap, what do I do? Like the guy, we were talking about this with the guy who had the billion dollars of gold. Mm-hmm. Like there's probably yeah, right. a, t- a temptation right. to just like, I don't know, just leave it somewhere and get the hell out of the area. Mm-hmm. And just hope no one knows, you know, because maybe yeah. keep a little bit. Keep Not after you stole it, though. I mean, you got to keep some of it. Uh, I guess, I guess you're them. right. Plus, Whoopi is the only one. Whoopi is the one, you know, uh, has... No, don't uh, say all it. No, don't say it. <laughs> don't, don't say Don't say it. Because there's an acronym for it, right? Don't there's say a, it. There's a name for it. It's because uh, she won an Oscar. No, I know. Grammy. I know. Uh, Tony. Tony. And an Emmy. And an Emmy. Don't so do it's it. it's like... What is it, Jeffy? Go ahead, do it. Do right, it. Stu told me I couldn't say EGOT. <laughs> EGOT. That's what it is. You when I know I, it's coming. As an EGOT winner, I <laughs> know everything. That was Because uh, I won an EGOT. That's she right. made that point on TV. She, she did. She did. As an EGOT, EGOT winner, 
Oh, <laughs> shut up. Your EGOT. <laughs> I got your EGOT right here. <laughs> Olympia Dukakis, she won for Moonstruck. Uh, it was stolen oh, that's from her a home great movie. in 1989. I forgot about that movie. That's really good. You don't mm. like it? You don't like Snap movies. out of it. Yeah, I remember it. Kind of. I like it. Uh, for $78, uh, she could get it replaced, um, and so she did. Seventy-eight dollars. She agreed it was a fair price. Yeah, I would say for seventy-eight bucks, I might get one. Yeah, no kidding. Because I mean, they three D print them. Really? Not nineteen eighty-nine. They weren't three D printing them. No, they weren't. Now, Marlo Brandon, uh, or Marlo Marlon Brandon, Marlon Brando. Brando. Is that related to Marlon Brando? Weird. No, no No. relation. Strangely, Marlon Brando says, uh, "I don't know what happened to the Oscar they gave me for On the Waterfront." Uh, Brando wrote that in his autobiography. He said, somewhere in the passage of time, it disappeared. He didn't know what happened to the Oscar. That he uh, had Seychelles little feather, except for him in 1973 right. either. Boy, that was a big deal at the time. Yeah, that was huge. That was huge. It was a weird deal because he didn't actually, I don't think he turned it down, right? No, but he, he did he not. sent her to accept it. And then I, I can't remember, if, did she say some Native yes, American yes. thing? and. And uh, so anyway, the Motion Picture Academy may have sent it to me, but if it did, I don't know where it is now. <laughs> it's interesting. These people just don't care about the most important award. They in don't business. care as much as we don't care. Right. Uh, which is kind of interesting. So why is anybody doing this? Don't why don't they stop doing it? <laughs> stop the awards immediately. Uh, Jeff Bridges uh, won an Oscar uh, for Crazy Heart. I don't even remember that movie. 2010. Um, but he lost uh, it in the year uh, between 2010 and 2011. He was up for another one in 2011. God, Jeff Bridges? I didn't realize he won yeah, this many more. That's amazing. Uh, but he uh, he lost for the King's Speech, which was really good. Did you see it? Colin you see? Firth was good in King's Speech. He was speech. really good in that. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have not... It's been a few places since last year, but we haven't seen it for a while now. I'm hoping it will turn <clears throat> up. Good luck on that. Uh, Colin Firth, perhaps Jeff Bridges, secretly cursed the British actor as he said those words because Firth nearly left his new trophy on a toilet tank the very night he received it. (laughs) After a night of cocktails at the Oscar after parties in 2011, Firth allegedly had to be chased down by a bathroom attendant who had found the eight-pound statue in the bathroom stall. Wow. Shortly after those reports surfaced, Firth's uh, rep issued a statement saying the story is completely untrue, though it did give us a good laugh. So, Bathroom attendant, by the way, uh, the job listed in Jeffy's yearbook for goals. Oh wow! Really? Mm-hmm. That's pretty lofty. That's not for a bad you. gig. That's a lofty goal a for you, gig. Jeffy. A bathroom I mean, attendant? You're shooting that too is high. Not Come on, uh, bad. You're that probably not going to ever get there. But you, that's get to a, wear, you get to wear a uniform. You're good smelling for you. you jobs you where you smell poop all day is not a good job. No, you don't smell poop all day. You keep the bathroom <laughs> smells. You got air fresheners and stuff. You get to wear a uniform. You get to stay. Get to wear a uniform. You get to wear a uniform. You get to hang out in one room all day. You don't have to move around. You throw people a washcloth. And oh, and, and is, is there any patron in any establishment in history that wants the bathroom attendant? Is there has there ever been a person who's like, gosh, thank God, that guy's there to hand me that paper towel, <laughs> so I can tip so, him. So I can tip him three dollars uh, for handing me a freaking paper towel. Or normally, what happens is you, of course, don't have any singles, so then it's a five, mm-hmm. a five dollar bill to give me a freaking paper towel. No. Well, and I then mean, what if you have to go? We will to- do more if you ask. Like what? Are, are a spritz of a cologne the opposite of the cologne you're wearing? Oh, thanks. So I can have two colognes on. Oh, that's what? What? It what, what, what good though. 
No, it doesn't, Jeff. It smells good. Stop. Why are you? See, this is his goal. He was really defending this. I mean, I understand why, if you're a bathroom attendant, you do these things to get tips, right? I understand why, if you're a person in the bathroom, you got to keep the bathroom um, clean. Why, when you're as you're leaving, right? You know, but again, like the tip part of it is what's irritating because, like, I don't, I never have, an, I never have small bills. You know, you know, you have twenties. That's what comes out of the ATM. They stay in there for like the next year. And then I buy everything on credit card. Right. So like I don't, I never have any anything other than usually. I've a argued. In fact, uh, the last uh, bathroom attendant job I had, I argued for a long time. I wanted a card reader uh, for tips, but uh, they said no. <laughs> that was the, that was the straw that broke the camel's back right there. Too. <laughs> You're I out left. of the industry forever. But it, what is the argument for the restaurant? Because the restaurant just annoys all of its patrons. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I get why the bathroom attendant might make tips. I get yeah, why. Is the- there anybody that's going to the hotel manager or the restaurant manager and saying, hey, dude, you got to have an attendant in there. I need somebody to hand me the I paper towel. I need that. Why? I, why? It's never like, happened in Madden. If you want someone shoe to shine, clean it, yeah, but no one clean. wants a shoe shine when they're going to the bathroom in the middle of a meal. <laughs> No one stops like give me a shoe shine. That never this never occurs. This isn't a thing. A shoe shine is usually a separate thing. I don't and, find that a lot in a bathroom. No, and again, it's usually a longer uh, meal if you if you're at a, a nicer restaurant that might have this, which means you might have to go to the bathroom multiple times. So then, are you tipping multiple times? You could, yes, conceivably, you could. Yes. I mean, that's uh, come on, come on. It's ridiculous. That's why Jeffy I, I, seeks after the job so much. Other people that have apparently lost mm. their Oscars, Matt Damon, Margaret O'Brand, Bing Crosby, and Had- Hattie McDaniel. So there you go. Okay. Uh, all right. So we talked about uh, King's speech. Should we do a King Arthur trailer here? Yes, I want to see this. King Arthur. I want to see this. I love King Arthur sword. stories. I loved really? uh, I'm not um, Excalibur. Great movie. And uh, we'll see what this one's like. Here it is. My wife loves these movies. What the... Tell me story. Tell me every detail. I woke up. From where? From a nightmare. What was it about? Then? Then, me and the lads took care of their business. Hold up, hold up, back up. You've left something out. Are you writing a book? They all lived happily ever after. No, they didn't either. Because for the first time, there's something you don't know. Something nobody told you. Oh boy. Pull the sword out. Prophecy. This is your prophecy. Young man came from hunting, faint and weary. I know what kind of a man you are. What is that, my lord, my dearie? I know your story. Behold, the man who pulled sword from stone. I'm not getting drawn into this mess. There's an army of you. There's only one in me. I'll talk. I'm happy to talk, but there is no way that I am fighting. Whoa. 
the opposite happened. Yeah. He Liar. is fighting. I he mean, lied. Why did he lie like that? And they show him lying right in the trailer. Born to be king. This looks, you know, interesting. Yeah. Kind of. There's big elephants in it. I mean, you can't lose. Now. You know what happens now. You're quickly becoming a legend. King Arthur. I, I mean, that looks good. Legend uh, of the sword. Yeah, it looked pretty good. Sadly, it violates my timeline rule. Uh, yeah, I know that. As you know, I know that. I will not watch movies that happened before World War II. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's I a mean, weird rule. Anything, this movie happens like today. It's... Anything, anything that happens before World War II. I don't know what the exact. It's not a, a hard fast rule, um, but it's a, it's a principle of mine. Mm-hmm. It's like a. It's think of it as like a Democrat principle. They'll stick by it until it's convenient. <laughs> okay. Until you see some reason to. Disavow right. that principle um, and I, yeah. go against it. Um, like for, no, I won't do that. All right, let's go to break. Triple H. I, so I, I want to do the same thing. That's because you emailed it I to me earlier. Do the same thing. It's your fault. <laughs> uh, you don't know what the joke is, and you never will. Back in just a moment. It's <laughs> such a jerk. Because you, it's your fault. <laughs> I almost did it right there. Uh, we have a uh, cereal today on spoons, yes. and let me just get it out of the way. You not got come with this milk, okay? So there you go. Took care of it for yeah, you. There you go. You uh, not got come with that milk. So, and it's true. Yes, uh, your milk on. goes good with blueberry pancakes crunch. Look yes, uh, and I will say uh, I like I like the cereals that we do on the radio show. Uh, there's a lot of good history. This is the one I'm excited about today, though. Right here. Blueberry, Blueberry pancake, pancake crunch, crunch from That's Captain Crunch. Unbelievable. Who uh, thought of such a thing? Uh, what well, a country. I'd assume the captain or the captain. What a country this is. Are you going to try it with without milk first? No. Because it's pretty good. Um, oh. What do you mean I it's pretty it good? Is. I mean, it looks pretty good. Oh, let me take this, the, sna- the smell <laughs> first. It smells like like blueberry pancakes are almost like a yeah, blueberry does. muffin. Yeah, blueberry Let's muffin. Let's try them dry first. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it tastes like blueberry pancakes, but... Mm. Kind of. I'm kind of in, I think. Hold on. Mm. Seriously, we do need some milk on that bad boy. Mm-hmm. Right. You knew, I knew you'd try to... Milk! He's mixing okay. it up a little bit here. So you got... It's interesting what you have here. If I could highlight this a little bit. Again, mm-hmm. we, do, we, we dealt with the Pringles dusting process a little bit uh, the other day. Mm-hmm. Look at this Look at this spoonful right here. Now you got... If I, I'm trying to tilt it a little bit uh, towards you. Uh, it's hard to do it with all the milk in there. Um, there you go. So you've got you've got here you got the the blue ones. You obviously see there's a blue situation. You've got the the normal like I guess yellowish ones. And then you got a lot of these sort of like in betweens. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like the blue the blue dye that they're putting on there, which I'm sure is fully natural. May I hazard a theory mm-hmm. about the different colored yeah. little crunchy things? Mm. They all taste exactly the same. Yes. <laughs> I think we got the Fruit Loops thing going on. Exactly the same flavor. Mm-hmm. Though I what will say, what kind of scam is that? What are they trying to perpetrate on the American people here? I gotta say it; these are freaking good. These I'm, are good. I am a fan. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong; delicious. I'm a big fan of these. I'm just really hungry today too, so maybe that's it. Mm-hmm. But I'd eat these, Jeffy. 
haven't had any yet, except for the dry. Hold on. Okay, Jeffy's gonna have some. I will say, mm. the flavor. You know, it's not a powerful blueberry taste. Mm. It does have Mm-mm. that blueberry. I think that blueberry pancake, maybe blueberry muffin, might have been a a little bit better description. But I don't know. I'm I'm pretty comfortable with the blueberry pancake vibe on that. There's not there's not a syrupy vibe mm. vibe though. I will say. So it's not it's not blueberry pancakes with syrup. No. It's more of just like the blueberry pancake if you were to eat it without syrup, mm-hmm. which of course is still delicious because pancakes are, you know, one of the greatest foods ever invented. I guess I'm having trouble finding the pancake-y taste here because my pancakes don't crunch. So. Well, crunch isn't a taste, Pat. <laughs> no, but it's a texture, and that's no, a, it big is. a big part of the part experience. Of uh, they smell great. Uh, they are in they the, do smell good. Now, I'm, uh, let me. This is something just to talk oh, to, directly good. to the Captain Crunch people um, mm-hmm. because I know they're big fans of the, the show. Captain. Oh yeah, the Captain himself. I mean, most of the new varieties of Captain Crunch or Captain Crunch, um, they don't have that traditional Captain Crunch shape. And I don't know why you'd abandon that. That's part of Captain mm-hmm. Crunch. It's right. part of the charm. Like if I'm if I'm doing this, I'm doing the Captain Crunch shape, the normal one, and then adding in like these, like the Crunch Berries are. Where you're adding in some of these, um, the donut cereal though is again another sh- different shape which I love. I love the sprinkled donut, but this is a big hit for me right here. These are good. Yes, they are. Mm-hmm. I don't. Know, do you think they're pancakey? Muffin in taste. I think we're, I think we're missing what we. I think we are spoiled with blueberry pancakes or pancakes and syrup, mm-hmm. and it doesn't have that syrup. That's the point I think. Mm-hmm. No syrup, but I think if you were to eat a blueberry pancake. Yeah. Off the plate with no syrup, it's a pretty good taste for a cereal to to uh, to replicate. Mm-hmm. I'm a big fan of these. Uh, this is going to be one of my favorite things we've had on in a while. On a scale of one to eighteen, which is a scale we've developed for Jeffy because he can't count higher than eighteen, um, we uh, I want to give it a sixteen. I, that was the exact thought I had. Really? Sixteen. Sixteen. That's a high number. Sixteen. Very high number. One of the highest numbers ever. Maybe tied for the highest number ever given. On uh, on a spoon. I episode. gave. Um, I wonder how they're holding up. Yeah, they, they. I will say, in the milk, they're getting a little soggy on the quicker side. Mm-hmm. I would say that's the problem with all crunchy cereal like this. You got to eat it fast. Yeah, because they get soggy fast. They do get a little soggy. What are you going to give this, Jeffy? They're pretty good. And that's not the question. Pretty I good. hate you so much. It's a number. It's a scale from one to eighteen. You pick one of the numbers. I don't know why this is such a tough concept to grasp. I'm just rating it. I'm just giving it a, saying it's pretty good while I'm thinking of what number I'm going to rate it. And what number are you going to you rate it? You guys both went 16? Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Blueberry muffin pancake cereal. We're running out of time. I mean. Or not muffin pancake cereal. It's just blueberry blueberry pancake. I mean, they're good. It's fresh. Whole a milk number! Out. 11 and a half. 11 and a half. Don't, give, don't applaud that. There's no half numbers on this. Eleven and a half. Ha, hey. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The only thing I have this ever given is unbelievable. A higher rating than this in my memory is uh, uh, the chip, the red velvet chips ahoy. I did give it oh, seventeen yeah. to. Yeah, oh, you that. did? Yeah. Yeah. Those I really like too. But these are really good. I mean, I would say, you know, one of my, one of my mm-hmm. favorite cereals. Uh, you know, I don't know, sprinkled donut crunch. I really like, but I think that was before we were giving ratings. I definitely buy idea. these. Yeah, me too. And yes. my kids would love them. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, why them. would your kids love them? Aren't you? Because they're. But wouldn't Living you, with me wouldn't again. Wouldn't you be like, what? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, oh, you I don't know this, dude? No, wait, oh, what did this man. start? Mm-hmm.